it kind of spread so quickly. She didn't actually have that long left with us. It was in the build-up to the Olympics. I'd actually just got injured, so to try and deal with all these things was just a bit like, whoa, it was a lot to take. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line. I'm Vicky Fleetwood. I play for Saracens and for England Red Roses. I play flanker and sometimes hooker. The big thing for me, I, I like to make lots of tackles and have big line speed and help my team around me by kind of driving that defensively. So that's kind of the big thing in my game. I've always had like a really good relationship with my family. We were always quite just a small family. Um, it was my mum, my dad, me and my brother, and that was it. Always spent like every weekend together because we'd go and watch my brother play football on the Saturday, me playing rugby on the Sunday. And we were just, as a family, just very supportive of what everyone was doing. Dad being an athletics coach, he was the one that was out there kind of getting me to practice the rugby side of things. But my mum was definitely there for the emotional side of it all. And if I was upset, she was the one to put her arm around me, give me a cuddle, and she'd be the one to pick me up again. And she'd be like, let's go shopping. <laughs> um, bit of retail therapy is always good for the soul, isn't it? If I hadn't have had that support as a youngster, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be playing like for England now. A lot of it is down to my mum and dad. I started enjoying sport right from when I was young and went on to university to study sport and exercise science. Because of that, I then went into being a personal trainer. So after university, I did my personal training qualification. It's something that I still do now. Like I love being in the gym. I want everyone to love it as much as I do. I love just seeing people improve and I've seen myself improve massively like in the fitness side of things, strength side of things. In 2015, I played my first competition in sevens. I went and played back-to-back -back tournaments in the Euros and, and coming back from that, I got offered a contract. And at the time, I was, I was working full-time as a personal trainer in London in a really good gym as well. So I'd worked hard to get there and I personally never thought becoming a professional was going to be a thing for me. When I first started playing rugby, it wasn't something that you could do. Having that opportunity to go full time as a rugby player, I didn't even have to like think twice. I was just like, do you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. Taking a pay cut, going and earning not so much playing rugby, but it was just something that I really wanted to do. And I just thought, see what happens and roll with the punches. <laughs> Fleeto on the pitch is a workhorse. I'm Claudia McDonald. I play rugby for England and Wasps. She's everywhere. She's super fit, super quick. She's going to work until her face probably matches the colour of her top. Like, <laughs> she'll be red in the face, she'll be knackered, and you'll still see her making the breaks that, that you want from her. Yeah, she's a brilliant player. I think it's Fleetwood again. She's twisting and scoring again. 
Fleeto, whoa, she's like, someone's put batteries in your Duracell bunny, she just doesn't stop. Fleet is a legend. I'm Poppy Cleo. I play rugby for England Women's and Saracens. She's just so dedicated, so humble, so hardworking. You know, when you've got no energy in the 78th minute, you want someone like Fleet on your team because she'll get you off that line and make sure you're making your tackles. She just never gives up and she doesn't complain. She always seems to be there smiling, running around, bouncing around and making all your tackles for you. So it's nice to have. When we won the trophy in France in 2014, we were in such like a bubble. At the time, you don't really realise the enormity of what you're doing. And we were just fully focused on the job in hand. We were taking one game at a time. That final day, we just knew that it was our day. Everyone was just like, we've got this. We came out firing and it was amazing. And I got to do that in front of, like, both my mum and dad were there, my boyfriend and his cousin. And yeah, there was a whole, like, host of people from, like, my club. And oh, it was incredible. I kept my medal on, slept in it. And it was quite heavy. When I got back, I was like, my chest actually really hurts. And it was from where the medal had been, like, bashing me as I've been walking. Um, but I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, like, it was so good and something that I'll cherish forever. My mum became ill kind of not long after becoming world champions in 2014. She was diagnosed with cancer. I remember being told like it was coming up to Christmas and when we kind of found out it was it was a huge shock. But we were always really positive about it and we were like, right, she's going to get like the support. She's going to hopefully overcome this and we were just like, right, that's all we can do. Shortly after she had surgery and she managed to go into remission not long after that, which was amazing. She was back to normal, um, living life as normally as she had previously. And then maybe six to eight months after that, unfortunately it came back with a vengeance. It kind of spread so quickly. She didn't actually have that long left with us. It was in the build-up to the Olympics. I'd actually just got injured, so to try and deal with all these things was just a bit like, whoa, it was a lot to take. But it meant that I could actually spend a lot of time with my mum. My brother was still in Canada at the time, and my mum was taken to hospital. She was actually in hospital for a couple of months, and then we kind of got the bad news that she only had a few weeks left. For her, it was... She just wanted to be at home. She wanted to be in what she felt was a safe space. And we just wanted her to be happy, her to be comfortable. Unfortunately, on the way back home in the ambulance, um, her bowel burst. So she actually was kind of on the way out at that point. So she didn't get to stay long with us at home. She was able to like hear us and stuff, but she kind of wasn't fully present. But she was back at home and she knew like her surroundings, she was there and we were all there. My brother was back by this point. She'd promised my dad that she was gonna be around for their, their 40th wedding anniversary. 
So what my dad had done, knowing how poorly she was, was he'd spoken to like friends and family and said, the biggest thing you can do for us is send a card for our anniversary. We're all there around her bed, like holding her hand, talking to her, and we were like, right, now what we're gonna do is read all the cards out. There was honestly like so many, like 50, 60 different cards. So we went through them and she was still going like the Saturday night and on the Sunday was their anniversary. She was still holding on like that strength that she showed because she'd promised my dad that she was gonna be there. As soon as like midnight came on the Sunday, we just spoke to her and said like, it's okay, like you can go. It was the kind of the nicest way she could have gone. We were there holding her hand round her bed. You know, it's kind of the best way you want someone to go. And they say that everything happens for a reason. So at the time when I got injured and not being able to go to the Olympics, all of those things, like they're tough, but I was able to be with my mum. And to me, that's kind of all that mattered in that time. My biggest cheerleaders in my life have been both my mum and my dad. When I first started playing sport, although my mum wasn't sporty, she just wanted me to do well. Like, whatever it was I turned my hand to, she was supportive. There was never a time when she said, I'm scared of you, like, playing rugby or anything like that. She was so supportive through everything that I did. With losing her, like, nothing will ever be as bad as that, so... You pick up an injury and you just go, it's sport. I let myself have my moment and then I'm like, right, now what do I do? How can I move forward? How can I get back to full health, full fitness? And how can I get back on the pitch? After losing my mum, I went straight back into training and I just wanted everyone to treat me the same way. I didn't want them to tread on eggshells around me. Don't think that you can't be the same with me. Like, that's all I wanted. One of the other girls at the time had actually been through it and lost her dad. It was Rachel Burford, and she took me under her wing and was like, look, like I've been through it. If there's ever like any time that you need to chat, I know exactly how you feel. Hi, I'm Rachel Burford, and I met Vicky Fleetwood. God, it must have been at least 15 years ago now. I lost my dad when I was younger and then for Vicky to go through the same and losing a parent, you know, I naturally wanted to reach out to her and be there for her, you know, to allow her to recognise that she wasn't alone. These are normal, how are you going to feel? It's not going to go away in a week's time. You know, allow yourself that space to be what you need to be and feel what you need to feel. It is good to keep moving forward. Just make sure that you're not brushing everything under the carpet. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. You want to keep that focus there, but actually don't forget about the pain and the grief that you are going through. She was always there for me. She treated me exactly the same as well. The fact that she'd gone through it definitely brought us closer and um, she really helped me through a tough time. All of the girls were incredible and they, like the majority of them came to my mum's funeral and really supported me through it. I'm um, Joe Gray, Harlequins hooker. I lost my father to bowel cancer 
I also am a patron for Bowel Cancer UK. So I only know Vicky a little bit and the, the link is we're both at Saracens. She's been incredibly successful. She's had over 50 caps for England. She's had injuries throughout her career as well, which have had setbacks and made her miss huge opportunities in her life. The Olympics was one of them, which are really tough to take, but I do believe they make you stronger and make you work harder to, to reach your goals. From looking at, at Vicky's story, I see a lot of crossovers. It's nice to be able to relate to somebody and understand what they've gone through, but it's also sad that you realise what they've gone through because it's a horrible time in your life when you do lose a parent. What rugby gave me in that time when I was dealing with, with obviously the struggles of my dad being extremely ill was an opportunity to do something I'm extremely passionate about. Rugby's always been a huge part of my life and towards the end of that period it was a, a massive help because I was surrounded by guys that have known me a long time. Now he wasn't there anymore. Every game I'd definitely go a bit more all or nothing, like just don't worry about results, don't worry about injuries, don't worry about anything just put it all out there and be proud of it and and make sure dad would have been proud of it it made me appreciate that more it made me appreciate every moment i get out on the pitch that just to go for it and leave it because you don't know when it's your last i was so impressed with her you know it was just remarkable her response she didn't ever allow it to be an excuse to negatively impact her, whether that was PT work or whether that was rugby or whether that was at home or with her friends. She never allowed it to, to be an excuse. It was so incredible to watch and to see how strong she was. You could see that she had grown so much and had so much more strength. I was just so in awe of her and just couldn't believe how incredibly brave she was throughout all of it. I think before my mum passed away, I was just so critical of myself, always wanting to be the best at everything. And if I wasn't, I was quite hard on myself about it. I had a lot of anxiety and I think I'd get in my own head quite a lot. And I don't think that I enjoyed life like overall as much as I do now. You need that rest, that recovery. You need to just be a human. Like, you're not a robot. Um, you can't train all the time. You need that downtime. I think there's been a huge movement on body positivity. And for me, it's not just about celebrating the fact that we're all different shapes and sizes, but just kind of being happy in the skin that you're in and knowing that you can push yourself more than you probably think that you can. That's probably the biggest thing from me. Doing a naked photo shoot, things like that, like, that scares me. But it's something that I put myself out there and did and got some great feedback from doing. There are things in life that will scare you and that so many people will put off and definitely I would have done in the past. But I'm trying to push myself to do more of that. And once you've done it, you feel great for having done something that you were scared of doing in the first place. So that's kind of the way that I look at it more, realising how great the human body is and to be thankful for what you do have and not what you don't have. The strength that she showed was something that I will take with me forever. 
it's really kind of put those things into perspective that actually life's short, just like enjoy what you're doing. I don't think I'd dwell on mistakes that I make like I probably used to. I'd miss one tackle and it'd be devastating to me. Like, that's not devastation, like losing your mum is. So really, in the grand scheme of things, like, it's not the end of the world. So I think I've been able to look at my performance in a in a totally different light. I think she'd be, like, so proud that that, that has happened from, you know, something so horrible. There have been positives that I've been able to take from it and it's really shaped me as a person. It's been kind of five and a half years now since she passed away. You get those days when it's not easy, when you just want to speak to your mum or you just want to cuddle with your mum. They're the times that are really, really difficult. And I just know that, that that's okay. Like, I let myself cry and, um, like, sit and think about my mum. And I've actually got, like, voicemails from her on my phone and sometimes... I like to listen to them <laughs> and cry, <laughs> but that's okay. I'll never forget my mum. Like, I think about her every day. I actually dream about her all the time, but it's actually a nice thing to kind of know that she's kind of still with me. So, yeah, <laughs> she's always there.